that's working for me. Take four. Six minutes past midnight on the 25th of February. You're about to listen to Conversation with Dave O'Shana that was recorded this morning and that I have fast-tracked to your ears because of, well, we're in the great acceleration, what can I say? There are two free Dave O'Shana events this weekend and there's a replay this Thursday of what I think is the most outstanding Dave talk that I can recall attending outside of the retreats. Pure love, blessings to save humanity, the opening small circle. So that replay is Thursday the 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. East Coast time, 7 p.m. London time. So I, I think we can just get straight to it. What I thought I could do uh, with you, uh, with your input too, is I thought that uh, we could just recap for our own purposes, also for the purposes of uh, contextualising this for others as well, uh, just the points of what, what we covered yesterday and then we may revisit some of them. Uh-huh. You didn't think you don't think so? Uh I always find it hard to go back. Would you, what, <laughs> would, you would you like me yeah. to recap? Would that be okay? No, I'd love okay, it. Okay, well, that's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. How complimentary yeah. we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I would like to. So um so we spoke about and I would like to put that first on the list. We spoke about the human energy field and we spoke um about how well as you blog post uh, you like that term saving the human energy field more than um saving humanity um we spoke about language uh, i mentioned early on and throughout the event and at the end too that um i'm looking for myself and I recommend for others too that they become as much as possible a pure channel uh, and the purity and and to be able to flow whatever is coming through us what is informing us transforming us healing us orientating us which I could just call nature or we could call it the human energy field as well but it's something natural and to do that we have to sacrifice something of our modern worldly mentally constructed socially conditioned and even socially engineered self and identity we have to allow that to go to the side so there was quite a bit of talk about nature and how nature is natural and uh, it resets us and rebalances us and replenishes us uh, that overlapped with you uh, or, or me actually just mentioning but you being delighted with the mention of Rudy Rudy Steiner 
and and then also a similar appraisal or look at him which is like in a sense will the true and real Rudy please stand up like what is the essence of Steiner is it in his uh, literature um, what is he a channel for uh, and what is the difference between what he's channeling and some uh, German uh, guy from a another era who was involved in theosophy <laughs> so um, so we so we had that we had uh, things that were near and dear to you so um, your nascent two nascent projects nascent Jason uh, two nascent projects um, your play wall which I thought had a pun to it which is you have to play to pay your way in and your Galician project and uh, farming and uh, making distinctions about things and one of and distinctions uh, and distinctions and the word discrimination being co-opted to mean something bad when being discriminatory is actually an essential thing to do in life to notice nuances and differences and not fudge and fog things up and that then over overlapped with a huge dark spot that has appeared uh, on the human face or on the human scene but maybe it could be seen from Mars uh, and that is the COVID-19 and there are various ways to wordplay that like COVID divisious divisionness or cove individuousness and other things covid divide yeah that's what i mean simple. oh okay, okay. Oh, okay right yes okay so um and how um that had been an eye-opener for me in the last four weeks when a, a, a mother participant in america in our group in both our groups had uh, contacted me and I had understood how fraught it is to be a parent and to be a human being, just a person, individual in America, not wanting to receive uh, an injection of unknown ingredients. Most people don't know what's in the injection and with unknown potentialities because these are genetic experiments that are being put into living human beings that have not gone through the even just the usual minimal amount of testing on animals over several years and have not completed their clinical trials the normal uh, the normal time frame and the and the normal number of clinical trials that are required to put something in the marketplace and give it to people that concern aligned with how much coercion is going on to get people to take the vaccine the constant propaganda every day non-stop 
the 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 uh, very strong intimation to people that they won't have freedom of movement and freedom of association if they don't receive the vaccine and the comparison with receiving the vaccine and Nazi medical uh, experiments carried out on uh, people that they had incarcerated and were prepared to see die um, that thing is supposed to be covered under human rights charters and laws there's something something called the Nuremberg Code or something and uh, we in our psyches and in ourselves never believe never would have believed and never would have wanted some some of you may have seen it coming as you've said but we we never would want to have uh, basically the the airspace or or not even the airspace now it's as literally the our skin invaded our bodies invaded all the way now through the skin barrier all the way into the actual cells that construct us and then how the human energy field concern at this time is a concern that we may end up with human bodies wandering the earth but they will be disincarnate or disassociated from uh, a healthy mind uh, from a healthy spirit and from a conscious sentient nature which essentially gives us our humanness uh, um, and as people become more disassociated which has been going on for quite some time that they're not feeling their bodies and they're not into the natural world around them but they are increasingly disappearing into an electronic world that will inevitably invade also into their body and they'll be living in virtual reality that will be part of their organs like their eyes um anyway so that was that was uh, some of the things and uh, mercifully short but uh, we actually spent <laughs> four hours talking about it <laughs> so but it's uh, it's it's uh, on the one hand um it's perhaps good uh that that we know that what we spoke about and we can now um pick the juiciest cho choicest and juiciest fruits from the cherry bowl so um mm. is there so uh do you have some preferences for the menu well i think you, you did leave out surely 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 <laughs> i don't obviously you left out enormous content but i think you also left out what to me was a central thread which was the light and the dark and the and the split within us and the schismogenesis yes. that we talked about the, the divide and conquer policies in the world that also correspond with our internal schism and um denial or disowning or suppression of areas that we don't want to see or process and also how that is being is kind of observable in our relationship i think if you want to call it that or our collaboration and in our respective audience spaces yeah and it's been far too simple to talk about the light and the dark but we have to start somewhere um so yeah that that seemed to me that something that we were 
uh, m mining, if you will, that seems to be like there was a pastry there that we were getting to in some way. Philo pastry, a croissant. Um, yes, uh, and 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 the observation that I just briefly uh, just in, in kind of implied at the beginning, uh, but named uh, of this complementarity, which is that uh, as uh, as you become more light, I have to consider more the darkness and as as you become more dark i have to uh, shine a light more and so so we 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 the way i see it is that in every operation that we're involved in it's like we decide who goes left and who's go goes right and there's this balancing act that's going on yeah. so we've got both sides covered and that seems to have happened naturally <laughs> we don't confer and and, and uh, say okay what t-shirt color are you wearing today and what boxer shorts <laughs> and make sure that we don't, that we have opposites we don't do that so um so that's a, that's a magical and mystical thing and the these uh, that's one of the things that people who are prepared to scale your play wall and and I made an analogy that it's like climbing over the wall in the north to join the wildlings and to be with the nature and uh, and so these experiences are there for the taking especially since and I of course made copious reference to these unprecedented free open to all uh, extremely um, personal private and uh, intense events that I would never normally open up uh, to the public not even to my own members of my group until they had in a sense calmed and cleansed their nervous system that was also another important feature that to do this work and to face the darkness which has to be faced because it's in the human energy field we can't discard any of it just like we can't discard any human being from this whole project and which is why it has to open up wide um but we we in ourselves instead of being part of the problem which means being part of the problem means that we get triggered in the ways that are dysfunctional and maybe even designed for us to get triggered to react to uh, attack um, and to think that the problem is something that is not and in fact we're attacking part of ourself uh, and that not just individual self because people do attack themselves non-stop on a daily basis but also attacking other human beings and mischaracterizing them and assuming that they are the source of the problem when they're not so to be able to calmly look uh, it's necessary it's necessary to calmly look at, at whatever kind of raging war is going on and we're in a raging info war in a raging chemical war now with the with the with the pharmaceutical companies wanting to uh, put the mark of the beast literally inside people's bodies and the various forms of social coercion a, a psychological war uh, psychosocial war um it's necessary to be extremely calm and then i also spoke about how good it feels how right it feels to see clearly 
and and see and and feel and get the evidence that you're making the right choices you're uh, you're moving in the right flow and some of the um, auxiliary or helper parts to that are also uh, as well as having this calm nervous system which comes from a certain type of breathing that I haven't ever come across anywhere else and that I spoke about a few weeks ago one Sunday it's necessary to be in the nature that there is no substitute for what nature does with us and for us and to us because we are like when we're in nature we're like fish in the sea and when we're not in nature we start going crazy and we start fighting one another because we we literally our nervous system thinks that we're fighting each other for air or something if something goes on at a subconscious level that people are not aware of so uh, more to you about light and dark yeah well that's another thing that came up yesterday that I was thinking about today when I was walking was when I described nature as red and tooth and claw and you question that perception so the how we perceive nature is, is really central to if we're going to talk about it um, and it's quite a wide spectrum right? we've got new age tree huggers who are all about how wonderful and benevolent nature is in Gaia and all that and then you've got the uh, arco-primitivists and the you know, Darwinists and what have you and it's all about survival of the fittest and it doesn't seem it's either or there are, you know, nature has it's, it's multifaceted. Uh, and in the men's group yesterday, there's a very good uh, exploratory energy there. And we were talking about this, about your new, um, the intensity and the focus that you brought into the field uh, this weekend. And uh, there were a number of participants who were feeling overwhelmed. Um, I'll mention one by name, Paul, because we did yesterday, we talked a little bit, and he's he's very central to the dynamic currently I think so I'm hoping he won't mind being mentioned uh, <clears throat> without you know, going into personal things but he did mention that it was overwhelming to him to a certain extent and he felt us a degree of futility about just the ordinary stuff that he was doing in the context that you were bringing this context of you know the spots of darkness that are well everywhere and um, the point he raised was uh, that it can seem like a dead end if one focuses too much on the darkness and uh, and so that we need to also focus on the light I mean it sounds very simplistic I'd put it that way but it isn't simplistic it's very it's very complex um, and I mean I just bring it out in the context of nature because uh, he also said well one thing he was at least able to do was spend more time in nature and although he couldn't necessarily speak to the people that he cared about because he knew they wouldn't want to hear the doom and gloom as my mother used to refer to it who got very impatient with me uh, in this particular period I talked about yesterday as well when I was feeling very intensely apocalyptic I was always trying to bring it home to people and of course it did make me not the best company and and I wasn't very relaxed and calm inside so I was sharing that with Paul because I felt that he was feeling a similar way that he didn't really know how to um, 
uh, help the people that he cared about, how to help them to become aware of the situation. Uh, and part of it was, as I say, that they don't just want to hear bad news unless there's some kind of silver lining there. And, and so hence he said, well, at least we can walk in nature, which is what my mother and I did a lot of in Hampstead Heath. Um, but, but to turn that into a solution per se, or a prescription, it, it's tricky, and that's something that we talked about yesterday, and it's, it's well-timed because I've just released behind the play wall this grass horse description, which begins with what I hope is um, a kind of prescription for enhanced living, with these eight uh, eels, the essential elements of living, inspired by you, your recent thing, focusing on breathing and sleeping. And, you know, well, let's reduce that as much as possible to the essentials, which turns out to be quite logically, uh, naturally, the things our ancestors did, the good things, the things we've always done as human beings. Uh, as compared to many of the things we do now, which are just the last couple of generations we've started doing these weird things. Um, so this is back to human nature, which is complementary with back to the, the, the larger nature. Um, but how we experience the larger nature, whether it's dark or whether it's light, I would say depends very much on our own alignment, our own health, health and wholesomeness and our, our um, ability to, to be, to align with nature, essentially. I think that came up yesterday. Well, uh, you said yesterday uh, that, the way I understood it, was that paranoid awareness uh, brings its own kind, confers its own kind of immunity, that a person gets used to paranoid awareness and they become calm. And I pointed out, and uh, the person you just named... Um, um, and there are others, I mean, even in your own uh, group who will be people who are, who, who have come across paranoid awareness through a number of avenues, right? Some by imbibing information, some by being a victim. And, and, and so I would say that there are a spectrum of individuals who are coping with that information, either received remotely or received directly upon their person for experience, they will be coping with it to varying degrees on a spectrum. And uh, this was my concern that um, not everyone uh, who is in contact with this information uh, will cope or be comfortable or will be able to ride out the storm they won't be patient and what i see society providing for as an antidote in scare quotes so not seriously an antidote but what or what what society provides for people who are freaking out who are angry who are despairing and frustrated is provides them with dangerous remedies which are normally drugs alcohol uh the more mild thing we th would think it's mild is just watching dumb stupid tv and also fearful dramatic tv and uh you know news and entertainment are pretty much the same cause the same reactions in people's bodies and that causes distraction um and 
uh, and so so there is a risk that 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 if you introduce someone to something that terribly and uncontrollably and inconsolably upsets them um, then there are lots of uh, doctors experts and um, uh, vaccination centers and uh, places for addicts where they can get their fix and it they will forget what why they're upset although it will be throbbing in the recess of their mind somewhere they can never forget how unhappy they are so that solving the nervous system is really important but also i think um watching how much and how how much is given to a person that is shocking information how much is necessary like i said that after going through all of the covid data that is available and figuring out that it is not transparent and the goalposts have moved and uh, it's being misrepresented then by the media and also press releases are not really giving the full picture and that the word safe has taken on a new meaning <laughs> because people are dying after taking the vaccine and yet the word safe is being associated with it it just makes some nonsense of the word safe um, so I said though that although I'm keeping an eye on the situation and people are naturally so many people have become activated by the prospect of being coerced into taking something that they have good reason to suspect uh, is one it's untested because it is untested it hasn't gone through sufficient trials the typical trials and two there are deaths coming out of it and, and not it's not just anaphylactic shock that's coming out of it there are deaths that are happening a few days later or 16 days later in the case that has not been entered into the u.s public database v-a-e-r-s virus which sounds like someone from game of thrones <laughs> virus all right so um but uh He's a death that was reported in the New York Times. His na name is Dr. Michael Gregory or Gregory Michael, 56-year-old physician from Miami. It's not in the database. And yet all deaths and adverse reactions are supposed to go into that public database. But his isn't. But it was reported by the New York Times and uh, a an expert in the field said it's clear that the vaccine caused his death 16 days later there's been no more news about that as for me that suggests that all kinds of things aren't getting looked at that need to be looked at so um anyway um so i i i've come to the conclusion and although I'm, I'm open uh, to to being more educated about what about vaccines and about covid and and checking at various assumptions but i've seen that there are deaths and i've seen that there is a lot of confusion and i have seen that people who are arguing uh, for the vaccine don't have the facts i can see that they have blind spots and and i think that everyone could become clearer about this area but no one can because some of the data is being withheld and experts don't have access to it either so um anyway but i could just put all that to rest now and just go okay well i'm done with that 
and 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 well and, and not have to keep trawling through it not hoping that someone's gonna clear it all up because it looks like it's gonna be a case of um when the, when when the facts come out if they come out uh, about deaths and about exaggeration of the problem of covid because it's not a great plague we, you know we're not uh, seeing dead bodies people just falling dead in in the street and on buses and and being piled up and burned um when 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 a, when a more measured look at this comes out and i don't know when that will be and, and by that time many people may have been vaccinated when the more measured look at it, of it comes out uh they're already get out clauses and people will say things like uh well legally we were allowed to do it so you can't use any law against us and uh uh we did the best that we thought that we needed to do in the face of what we thought was going to be a great human catastrophe and so i i see i see people wiggling out of it uh and and the same thing coming around in another iteration and, and it all happening all over again quite easily because it's happening very easily now um so but so the thing is that that different people will have different response to this information some people will believe as i believed many decades ago that you can petition the authorities that they are amenable to reason and and to fact and and to human and human pleas and 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 they want what's best for you i used to believe that many people do <laughs> i mean you're you're almost vomiting there but uh, or something but but many people do it but many people that's their that's their only hope because they have nothing else as a hope for me the human energy field although from a from a very kind of rationalist scientific rationalist material reductionist and scientific what is called science which is a mess but from that point of view uh what we're talking about the human energy field makes no sense but in our being when we feel into this and and i talk about uh that this is like an energetic sense of ourselves and others and what's going on and that that needs to be balanced and calmed uh, we can we can demonstrate that in ourselves and in our relationships i mean you've often said and and here i can make a can a comparison with you and me um you've said dave the idea the impression that you're putting across that you've just woken up to paranoid awareness and apocalyptical thinking i think you're exaggerating you didn't just start in 2021 well i can say that where you have uh, often uh, announced or pronounced that you have no energetic awareness you clearly have been uh, feeling soft subtle sensitive emotions and i think that that has been a necessary kind of icing on the cake because your cake has been quite a rough rustic country farmhouse bread you know right you know you've been like tough as boots and and now this uh, you, you know you you had that you you put a song even online about feeling it in your fingers in in your toes it's a kind of loving feeling and um 
and that that's a necessary balance uh, to your thing uh, and, and, and good for you as well uh, anyway so but the thing is that oh, this, this part started with really uh, in reaching people we have to be careful uh, about their sensitivities but still reach them and still bring the facts but really I'm a very safety orientated person and I would say to anyone who's riding a bike downhill make sure you've tested the brakes anyone skiing downhill make sure you know how at least to do what's called the plow position to slow down and so uh, when we're taking potentially I mean especially like the mountain of, of data and analysis that you've been stockpiling over the years and sharing probably a smidgen of <laughs> probably you know there's a lot that you can't write it all um, taking all of that to people uh, of course can be overwhelming uh, it's overwhelming not not in its in its nature and in its content and in its heaviness and in its disillusion makingness but it's 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 just heavy to actually go and fact check stuff and and try to get at the facts and and uh, frustrating as well and so there is now an efficiency question and that that's why i actually for efficiency reasons i opened up to the public without conditions the deepest strongest most powerful types of events last weekend that are that people can only normally come to if they've been through a process with me and, and that was pointing out that our group have got to a certain level of simpatico a certain level of nervous system affinity a certain level of harmonious balance where where we can take uh, and handle conversation differing points of view um, diverse touchy feeling uh uh, polarization we can handle that much more than we could seven or eight years ago and and that's necessary that kind of thing is necessary to happen in an individual is necessary to happen in a group and it's something that's going to have to happen in the in the human body that all of humanity it's going to have to happen there too because otherwise we're at war with ourselves and that really is uh that really is um, like a body that's having a medical problem where the cells start to attack each other and that is potentially uh, what can happen around uh, taking the vaccine and uh, various viruses too uh, it's called um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now it's just gone out of my head but it'll come back to it but basically it's where everything just starts to roll towards destroying itself in the human body and so so now we have the human race infighting it's just infighting and i i think that has been the most shocking and demoralizing thing in the last year the amount of polarization and infighting because no one knows where it's safely going to end and there doesn't seem to be any safe shelter or harbor uh, 
uh, just like everyone's kind of on the run and potentially a fugitive. So many thoughts I've been having. Um, 
Well, I'll begin in Oz, and I'll name another participant, Oliver. Here's his first attendance at the Oliver second, the Yin Yang. Second. Second one. Second attendance in a group event. No, but the first time at the men's uh -huh, group. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he, he he spoke yesterday briefly, and he was asking rhetorically, seriously, the question of whether this feeling of urgency and apocalypse uh, is really um, specific to our time, or if it's just something that is always there. If we if we go deep enough to discover that there's always this tension, there's always this oppression of the empire. Um, so what is it that's difficult about this time that we're in currently, or that's different rather, that makes it seem so especially urgent, is, is something that he was wondering, and I'm wondering it now. Um, and before that, I was thinking about uh, a participant who emailed me, gave me feedback to the weekend blast, um, who I'd only seen for the first time visually, but he'd been at the men's group, but he hadn't turned his camera on, but I knew him by name. Uh, and when I saw him, I thought, yeah, he looks like my kind of people, a sort of tough, grizzled, you know, middle-aged guy who looked like he'd see, been around the houses and seen a lot. But his feedback, although it was positive, was that if this is true, if Dave is right, and I think he probably is, I, I, I don't really know what to do with it, and it's going to interfere with my sleep. And that seemed especially telling coming from one of my people, quote-unquote, in the context we're talking about. On the other hand, there's people in, in your group, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how they're receiving this, um, but it seems as though, I mean, long-time participants, such as one who just commented at my blog about content as being irrelevant, which I found a bit confusing, or very confusing, actually, but I'm, I'm mentioning it now because um, this person and perhaps other people seem to be riding the waves of, of this kind of um, dark framing or really zeroing in on some of the intensely dark aspects of our current situation. Now, I can't be sure if they're simply not taking it in because they don't want to hear it, because certainly there'll be people like that, or if it's something subtler, which is they're able to simply tune in to the frequency and the transmission, which, as I've said to you, is where the real juice is, particularly around here, because when you talk about the darkest, darkest stuff, you seem very happy, and it's not a gloaty kind of, ha, 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 look how shit, obviously, needless to say, I hope. It's simply that, and, and I've, this has been said to me, that I can listen to somebody, and Diamond comes to mind, for hours about the darkest, deepest, most um, intricate deceptions and manipulations and exploitations, and I don't react. I don't have a judgment. I don't have horror. I might have compassion for the, the person. I do have. But I don't. it doesn't overwhelm me. And that provides a space for that person to not be overwhelmed as they're reliving these experiences. So I think that something like that is that you and I are able to create a space in which people can see the darkest stuff and, and feel at a sensory level that it's okay, because you're okay with it, and I'm okay with it. Um, so that's an interesting juxtaposition to me, because there may be people, like I say, who come through me, who are intellectually very aware of this stuff, and maybe, and, and I don't think it's right to think of the intellectual as just superficial, because I think the intellect has its 
it reaches into deeper places, but still, I'll, I'll just say that with the provisor, they're intellectually familiar with this material, but they haven't necessarily found their feet in it. And on the other hand, there may be people who have participated with you who are not intellectually uh, cogent about this or familiar with it, but they have managed to anchor themselves in perhaps what we're calling nature or their own bodies. And so then I would guess that, well, I would guess that the optimal thing here is to see this information and receive it and, and by extension to see and perceive the predicament we're in, including the minutiae of, you know, deadly vaccinations, etc., um, in the deeper, wider context, which Oliver brought up yesterday as this question. It's, maybe it's always been this way, that there's, there's always an element of the experience of the human spirit that is somehow trapped and oppressed by matter. I know that's getting quite Gnostic and esoteric, but anyway, um, and what has, what has changed is clearly the technology and part of the technology is that we can connect and become aware of being part of a collective. And so this, it's, it's becoming less local because an individual soul facing Satan, let's say, facing the law of matter and, and, and having to become flexible and resilient enough to go through that eye of the needle, that's very different than the whole human race doing it, needless to say. Um, but, in a certain sense, it's not different because we all have to go in line, and we don't all go as one bolt through the eye of the needle, it's one by one, speaking poetically here, I don't think literally. Um, but we now have this perception, in growing, of everyone everywhere, at a purely mental level, and I think that's accelerating the crisis, because we're becoming more aware of something, but in a way that is, is mental and therefore is not balanced, not rooted, not grounded, and it can easily just translate into David Icahn, uh, you know, apocalyptic in the worst sense of the word, which, which just triggers people's nervous systems and drives them into a compulsive, crazy action, fear of the dies. So this brings me back to the first thought I had, is about safe. You mentioned that word and how it's been inverted. Well, I think it's been inverted in the sense that what is being made safe and what is being prioritised that needs to be safe is not the right thing. So, to, so there's this agenda to protect something that doesn't need protected and that with that there's a fear of the darkness that's making people run in ways that they will actually end up in catastrophic situations rather than simply staying in the darkness or moving into the dark. That very much overlaps in a complementary way because um, um, there's, um, well, I'm trying to go through the points backwards maybe, but um, uh, that's a very classic tactic that, if, that to destroy more people, get them to run towards the danger by, by, by creating some small danger and get them to run, all run towards the big danger. That's just like an efficient way to destroy people. Um, on on the the obverse of that, how do we use that? Well, by t by making people who are not con com completely conscious but are on the edge of noticing that there's something dark going on, making the darkness more clearly defined, what it is, what the problem is, so that they can go in the opposite direction. To making the darkness be revealed. 
that's not necessary for everyone I think but I think that it's very useful ultimately for everyone to know exactly where that darkness is because we're all stewards who can steer others around it and so so if you're a steward you have to know where the danger is you know if you're a steward on a march you have to know so then making a distinction between darkness and danger then because we are you are talking about going into the darkness because that's a healing trajectory but then there are areas you don't want to stick your finger in a wound for example there are areas where you'll make it worse if you well, go yeah yeah uh, um yeah way. what the dangers that i'm talking about are basically the sticky traps that exist in the in the uh, psychosocial physical world going into the darkness at the human energy field that I'm talking about isn't isn't in this world yeah. mm. um, another overlap uh, was the word safe that um, if you talk about how different attendees uh, feel when they hear about something dark I think it's a nuance of difference and I think that when a person feels safe inside they don't receive n news of darkness in a way that makes them feel unsafe because they're home and they're mm -hmm. safe um, and the and how different people respond to the same information or even how the information is put across is really the difference between uh, a touch that feels friendly and a touch that feels unfriendly and it's an and it's a nuance it's a subtle difference uh, one type of uh, one touch uh, is pleasure change the pressure or the friction of it and it becomes pain so it, 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 it's a hair's breadth sometimes the difference and it depends on the person's uh, how how the receiver is set up and 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 also then the sender has to has to customize what they're doing um and as as far as the opening question that came from us about what's the difference in this age has, has there always been danger well for a long time there has been danger and uh, corralling of people and brainwashing of society that has been going on for a long time and the traumatizing of society and and making schisms that's been there for the longest time divide and rule um and in a sense um there's been endless amounts of overt and covert campaigns to subdue populaces either coming from uh, neighboring countries or actually within a country itself because as different people take power uh, they need to knock down the Protestants or the Catholics or whoever they 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 uh, so so then the, the same old tricks happen um, people are divided the, the the divided sides are caused to fight against fight against each other and then someone just takes over that was always the plan so uh, but what the difference is and you use the word technology as a way to bring us all together what well, the difference of this age is that technology is being used to oppress people more than it was possible to oppress people ever before certainly people were very oppressed because basically they could be executed if they didn't follow the party line yeah? and and that happened uh, politically and that happened in religion <laughs> number of people in a face who wouldn't convert to a number of different religions would be executed 
and 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 um, uh, be taxed, have their rights taken away, be put into ghettos, be segregated. That's been going on for uh, thousands of years too. Uh, the difference now is that with technology, it's possible to surveil people literally every moment of the day. A person's mobile phone gives uh, away so much information visually, uh, through the microphone uh, and through GPS tracking. It's possible to know where a person is second by second, meter by meter, and who they're congregating with. So, and, and it's also possible to, to uh, and this, the ability will increase in the future, to, to take certain basic biofeedback measurements. So you can tell how fast someone is walking and you can tell how much the phone is jittering and, and uh, there will be more kind of biofeedback. You'll be able to measure heat, pulse, things like that. Those things are, 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 some, some are doable now, some are done now and some are, are doable uh you know the phones take a fingerprint for example they're extremely sensitive well there's a technology that anisha mentioned that i'd never heard about mm. the ability to just hear somebody's voice and using technology gauge the state of their internal organs, oh, absolutely yeah i was thinking about that you, you, you well uh, well i was not exactly that but but I was thinking that it's possible to determine someone's state of arousal, reactivity, um, tiredness or uh, angriness, let's say, uh, just by listening to their voice, for sure. Their voice uh, will, uh, one, uh, have certain basic markers that everyone's voice has uh, when they're agitated or sleepy. Uh, and then it can, there can be a baseline against that particular person. And you mentioned on a recent event as well that when we think, because we use la if we use language to think, as many most people do probably, then there are micro movements of the larynx, right. po possibly. Yeah. So it's it's conceivable that they do have the technology now for for measuring that. So therefore, it's conceivable that all our thoughts are being transcribed somewhere. Yeah. Don't, don't. Well, yeah, the the the, the sub what they're called sub sub vocalizations of the larynx. Uh, it's been known about for a long time that they that it happens because uh, uh, <clears throat> when kids read from a book they actually very much vocalize and then uh, they learn to not uh, loudly vocalize but but there's still um, uh, still the body is responding to, to the association with words so that could be reversed because that could be weaponized or doubly weaponized mm. if, yes. if it existed because then it could, the dance right. could be manipulated to generate well, absolutely thoughts. absolutely but if you put anyone into any kind of stress position or any kind of position uh, um, you can cause them to go into a certain mood and we've done those experiments in a positive way in our group that if you open yourself up and open your arms up and you look up it's hard to to feel bad but if you look down and contract and close yourself and try to feel good it's harder to feel good so so mm. so moving the body around uh, into various positions touching the body in various ways putting varying degrees of pressure upon the body changing the temperature of a room the humidity the airflow and all kinds of things will change a person the person's sense of being and the quality of the present moment 
Mm. And so and our technology does dictate our bodily positions a lot. Absolutely. You know, so and you're looking Ab down and punching ab over Absolutely. And even the way that, for example, uh, Windows or Apple Mac uh, wants you to move around with a mouse and how it uh, clicks and, and how it makes contrast and all of that affects your mood. Uh, and I can and I can see that some operating systems that have been up, supposedly upgraded are actually more tiresome to use. So, and that has an effect on your productivity and how you feel by the end of the day. If you if you're really frustrated with the operating system, so they definitely affect our mood. Uh, and and mm -hmm. and they and they train us to 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 see the world in ways that the world isn't. You know. We, we don't normally look out through square and rectangular shaped right angled windows <laughs> but we do on screen this is an area that my wife and I consistently argue about not that we do often but it's one of the only things we actually argue about is this, simply put she's, she says that things were worse than they are now that things are really brutal and I'm always saying no things have never been as bad as they are now and she's got her body of evidence. She's much more historically learned than I am. And she can talk about, you know, the brutality of former times and just how even surviving and the constant stress and pressure we were under, at least now in our society, we've got the convenience that we can relax and do inner explorations and be creative. And it's hard to argue against that, certainly personally, like I, although I'm now heading to a, a, a more primitive lifestyle, so we'll see how I take to that. But I can see her point, uh, and she can see mine too, which is what we're talking about now, that the forms of oppression have become subtler and subtler and more and closer and closer to our inner life and, and have now crossed the threshold and we're now well, internally well, it's, well, you know, Your views are a complementarity, and it's the classic thing, and I'm surprised you then you wouldn't have applied it already in your conversations. Uh, it's not an either or. There were some extremely terrible things that were very prevalent and visible in eras bygone, and those things are less visible today, and uh, you know less in your face and less happening out on your street. But there are there are things that maybe are easier to cover over. The point I was going to make is that te technology has now accelerated the ability to repress people. So now the idea that everyone should have a mobile phone, which is already unhealthy uh, because of the electromagnetic forces, uh, it's now possible to track people. It's now uh, then it's possible to use that phone and insist that after a while that people use that for trade and commerce and for money transactions as people do in a number of countries it's their their go-to for transacting in some countries um, it's um, it's possible uh, to tell who's associating with who uh, and with the covid trackers uh, to see who who has passed even just had had a glancing pass with someone you know which is which is a way for people to pass on messages without officially talking to each other but now you can tell who's had just a, a brush by with someone right if, if they've got mm -hmm. the thing on um and um uh and it, then it's possible to put these uh, passports uh you know like had the vaccine passport freedom to travel freedom to go to certain places i heard of a mediterranean 
country that at the moment uh, there are roadblocks that if you want to make a journey you're going to be stopped by the police and in that Mediterranean country the police have always been corrupt but now they're more desperate than ever the police or and the police uh, institution are desperate to make a bit of money because the economy is really uh, having problems so so there's attempts so those police will uh, make an excuse to find someone for something even if they have for example you can only travel if you've got a doctor's appointment right or a dentist appointment and um and in that mediterranean country there are beautiful beaches and if you go walking on those beaches you probably won't meet anyone even but you're not allowed to walk on the beach you're allowed to go surfing in the ocean but you're not allowed to walk on the beach so people have to go and surreptitiously walk around the the cliffs uh, by the side of the beach because that's sheltered you know with trees and bushes consequently though some people or maybe a large amount of people are losing the the strong resilient muscles that they've developed during their life in their legs after one year of not walking on their beaches their bodies and their legs are becoming weak they're developing leg pains and back pains this is causing an immense amount of stress upon their psychological and physiological well-being immense it's really causing problems um uh and, it, and the odd thing is that of all the places walking on a beach by a really big ocean with really strong winds coming in where if you if you ever see someone you're going you can easily avoid them and and you're not going to be in contact with them sufficiently long enough to catch any virus it takes you have to be like there's certain conditions to catch a virus from someone and just walking past someone uh, briefly is not enough to catch a virus so it's a completely unnecessary uh, rule and it is harming people it is weakening them they they are suffering and developing extreme pains from it that, that i've heard this directly mm. yeah. yeah well to me that that's what is worse than oppression is the compliance compliance and coercion it's coercion yes it's coerced compliance yeah. but still in the olden days as you said uh, people just had their heads cut off or they were beaten or whipped well, I didn't say that so, <laughs> yeah. well I think you mentioned well, something no, about being ex executed that, that, but for, the thing is in the old days you you weren't being surveilled all the time you, you actually could disappear off into the forest now uh, you know, yeah. uh, technically if you if you are if you if your phone isn't seen to be moving around your home uh, they're going to come looking for you right it's not you See, can't just leave your phone in again, your home you've got to be moving around no no i know i mean i know all this but again to me what's more insidious and more uh perilous is this the colonization so that people don't care i mean there's yes. so many people yeah. that i i don't know many of them actually but who say well what's the well, big we deal spoke what's about the that? We, being spoke, we spoke about that we, we, we spoke about also yesterday how a person uh, willingly uh, takes to one side of the cognitive dissonance divide which actually 
if you contract that it almost says covid divide but anyway um uh, that a person willingly takes the one side of the cognitive dissonance divide if they have been compelled for example to take the vaccine so so i know very ordinary people who uh, quite rightly had a clue earlier this year that they would wait until the vaccine was more tested which meant experimenting on people because the clinical trials have not completed into and won't complete some of them the major vaccines they're not completing in 2023 phase three is not complete to 2023 so normally it would not be on the market and being tested on people not i mean to the public so um so so some uh, or very ordinary people said uh why don't we take the vaccine just yet it might be unsafe and and i'm sure that that they just got that idea it was in the mainstream media that we don't really know all right i mean it's it's there to some degree people are covering their asses just like the cdc the cdc's um statement around the emergency use of the vaccine which meant that they are uh, bringing it to the, the population uh, earlier than normal that's what the emergency use means uh, they said uh, uh, we we believe it may be <laughs> safe they covered their ass but, but but you don't get that uh, highlighted in the press the CDC are covering themselves they're not categorically saying it's safe so when you actually go back to studies and when you go back to um, the committees that rushed through they rushed it through in one day and they stopped scientists asking questions when you go back to those documents that's very different from what you hear politicians saying and the media saying about the vaccines being safe they're they're hedging their bets the nearer you get to the science the more they're hedging their bets yeah so um but but the thing is that most people won't even won't even go and click right there's the complacency they won't go and it, and it is there is a there is a learning curve for people to look at studies and it's possible for people to misunderstand things i know someone who's an expert in in stats and looking at clinical trials but they were misled by pfizer's uh, press release when the pfizer used the word concluded the, the assumption was they had concluded phase three of trials which aren't concluding until 2023 uh and uh, and and so they anyway so so the, so by reading the press release i don't i wouldn't say the press release was deliberately misleading but there was language in there that could cause a person in a hurry or read or skimming it or reading the media to go oh concluded Conclu and what all they said was we've concluded the 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 necessary requirements for the cdc to give emergency usage now can you see the number of kind of uh hurdles and changing of goalposts just in that one sentence that have been done and the hiding the p under the shell game that's going on and most people haven't got the the wherewithal to go hold on you've moved that p around so many times where is it it's confusing for people yeah so so much so so the thing is that i say that the, it's not transparent what's going on and, and it's not 
it's not if you know where to look and it took me a while to know where to look there and i'm looking at official government sources um but as in the case of vares v v a e r s the the american uh, adverse reactions for vaccines website uh, that isn't a full and complete database of all of the deaths and reactions following the virus so there, there isn't any in america and and in some countries there's also in the uk i can't find it there there, there aren't uh, databases that are keeping track of deaths and adverse reactions and there and as i say uh, there are there are deaths that happen uh after a short time but not necessarily in the window that it's going to get reported over because they've got they've got their window like where and and um if someone doesn't have anaphylactic shock a number of members of the public when i you know i got some complaints a couple of complaints kind of complaints a kind of dave i'm not sure that you've got this right now i'm prepared to say but it's the same thing like in this information war i want to be accurate but you have to kind of push something. So, so when when the media say the vac and the politicians say the vaccine's safe, I think to counterbalance that, you have to say it's provenly unsafe. All right, mm -hmm. and 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 what and that starts a conversation because what is the minimum minimal requirement to prove that it's safe? What is the minimal requirement to prove that it's unsafe? People are bandying these words around and they're not um, knowing what the requirements are. They don't know what the requirements are. And it's like, at what, at what point will someone make a decision? We've had so many deaths, we're going to take the vaccine off the market. We're going we're gonna to suspend its use. What's their cutoff point? No one knows what it is. Yeah, and, and, and it's possible, I heard that the, the the percentage number of adverse reactions and deaths has been uh, expanded a bit and and uh, the efficacy of the drug has uh, to 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 be worth putting on the market that's been reduced the requirement and things like that are being changed so what so what so I understand that this uh, person who who knows something about well knows is an expert in stats and knows about clinical trials, I understand that they're confused because the goalposts have moved on this vaccine. Armageddon time is coming soon The fires will turn us all into dust And we will be judged one last time your son and me the days will turn black you soon will see soon we'll all be swinging from that tree pray your neck breaks when the rope is taut pray your mother isn't there to see Oh, 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 is me the state has put a day 
fires of death chewing at our shoes and we'll all be wearing navy blue all our earthly goods will also lose oh 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 is me the state has put a date on It's overwhelming just listening to yeah. it. Can, can you imagine what it's like when I have someone around for dinner? <laughs> well, I had... So, but yeah. what, I, what I was thinking while I was listening to you, because I was trying not to think about what you were actually saying, because exactly. I, I don't need convincing, is, is that you're bridging, you're trying to build a bridge. Because I've heard you say that even recently, that if you scratch the surface of society, you'll find it's not benign. It doesn't have our interests at heart. It's, a, it's an empire that's oppressing us, and maybe you didn't say that, and you didn't say it's always been that way. But on other occasions, it will, it will you have. Back. You've, it will kick back. It will kick back. You've inferred. You know, my, you know yeah, people who, who've had it. And my wife exactly. has direct experience exactly. of this. Direct experience, and that's how she said, I've always known it intuitively because I grew up in that, yeah. you know, behind the scenes, that the, the Iron Fist has a number of velvet gloves, yeah. it has three velvet yeah. gloves for protection, yeah. but they come off very, yeah. very quickly. So you already know that, that and, but you're, there are a lot of people who don't. That's and right, and, and, and came up yesterday. only when you go to the edge. It's like, um, yeah. when I, in my late teens, I wanted to, you know, I was involved in various things, you know, to bring goodness to the world, and uh, someone uh, I came into contact with, so, uh, while I was doing that, 
who wasn't involved in that, came up to me and said, if you want to really know what's going on, go up to the north where Jason lives. <laughs> he said, go up to the north <laughs> and, and see what's happening in the miners' villages. He said, go up there and see what's happening. And, and very slowly over time, I know people who were on the front line of various kind of protests against various things and they told me how they were brutalized so so i always remembered that i always remembered oh okay they've experienced a different uh view let's say of the police force than than i had when i was growing up i was always told and it, it, it was a saying right it was an actual saying was if you want to know the time ask a policeman that was an actual saying <laughs> or what well, it's a good policy of course it is to neutralise the threat of the policeman as well, yeah? to make, get them in a service mode. Well, and to get people to be employed. No, I mean that if a policeman is there on the corner and you're passing him, get him to act like a, a policeman in a good way. Uh, what's the time? Do you know yeah. the way well, to remind them that they're a public They want to have contact as well. They need to have contact with the community. See, because I've found this with my brushes with power, and I think because being raised in power that I've always treated policemen not as pigs. I've treated them as, I like, respect the authority, but also... Well, they're lower class. Signal to... Lower class to you. Well, signal to them that, yeah, they're servants, serving that's me. right. That's right. Yeah, they're servants. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I... Um, there's uh, someone that we know who's elderly now, who's uh, been working as a mental health professional pretty much retired now um, but when she had some episode possibly during the 60s from taking something I don't know um, they locked her up uh, in, in a hospital and uh, she felt she was fine to leave uh, but they wouldn't let her go so she said to her husband uh, bring me my uh, most power dressing clothes like you know female executive clothes high heels you know sharp dress everything blouse whatever and he did and she got out of there immediately she talked her way out she's like i know what i'm talking about don't bullshit me you know i'm, I'm you know you, you, there's no reason to hold me so when she didn't look the part they kept her in hmm. So, so that yeah. there's there that points to a hypnosis that is determining how human beings are treating each other. Um, reason why I've gone into this the COVID thing though is because people who I know and care about are being coerced. Participants who uh, who who come to me and tell me they're being coerced, I thought I'd go and take a look. I was shocked to hear that in some American states, you can be denied an education from birth all the way through to university if you haven't been vaccinated. And the vaccination schedule in America is not a trifling matter. It is severely intensely loaded with vaccinations happening every few months, all the way from like two months of age until five years of age. And then of course there can be more vaccinations after that. Um, so uh, 
uh, that's a horrific thing. No parent or, and, no, and no individual, should, as I say, should feel obliged to take foreign substances into their body. To me, that is cattle farming. That's what they do to cattle. And that's how they're treating people. And I, I think it's inhumane and it sends the wrong message. And it, and it causes people to get angry and to be fearful or to be cowed and compliant and not realize necessarily how they're feeling. And we spoke about yesterday how uh, one of your kind of readers, listeners, uh, who came to the event that I held at the weekend found that at the end when there was a chance for people to talk together that his rage how much rage he's kept inside around the lockdown and, and people's views against each other and and the division and the unthinkingness around it um how it just it it, it boiled over in what he thought was an incoherent speech but it was very coherent and yeah. he posted on yeah. your blog didn't he, he posted yeah, I was going to mention that earlier, actually, in the context of what's safe, because he's uh, one of the uh, affinities is he was big into Clint Eastwood. So he, he's been bred on violent entertainment, as I have. And, of course, in our culture, our liberal culture, is considered harmless, right? It's, it's even, if you, if you question that, you're probably a Christian fundamentalist, right? That's, excuse That's a really yeah. interesting uh, kind of contradiction going on there with all this talk about hurting people's feelings but this yeah. but 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 a violent movie can't affect your psychology when it clearly does affect you yeah yeah well that's and that's exactly the juxtaposition i was going to make that jeff like myself and millions of people felt that it was safe to watch violent movies violent entertainment endlessly and keep triggering the nervous system and the fight and flight reactions for entertainment that's safe but what's not safe is for him to express his anger. Mm. And yet yeah. that very entertainment that he considers right. safe it is feeding him. It fuels and stockpiles. Anger. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people will go ballistic. They will break down. And, and it, what, the, the good thing about Jeff is that Jeff knows how to channel it safely. He's concerned and cautious about it. And, 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 I, and we spoke about how by um, making people... Uh, feel disenfranchised, frustrated, angry, uh, fearful, uh, it's then necessary to give them a target to take, to take out their rage on. And uh, an engineered society will do that, will we'll use that. Yeah. It's like a... F well, that's the thing that Michelle keeps talking about, my wife, about scapegoating as being so central. And I've become really acutely aware of this watching um, before Lent, and I gave it up, watching a lot of these British crime shows. And the formula is, is always the same. They're based on true life cases, so you watch them thinking you're watching a docudrama. And it's all about the, the police officers who are serving the families of the victim uh, and trying to solve the case and bring justice to bring peace to them so the policeman is 100% good and it's all about using the science and the technology of forensics to pinpoint the man and then it's all procedural that's partly why I like them there isn't the it's not it doesn't it doesn't use violent imagery but it uses a subtler kind of manipulation which is the scapegoat mechanism it's basically setting the whole thing up for the catharsis 
of the trial of the criminal where all the juries say not guilty or the head jurist says not guilty and then you see the, the victim's family weeping with gratitude and the good policeman. It's so and the, and, ritualistic. And the thing is that it doesn't lead to true healing either. All that is it's flawed in all kinds of ways. It's another form of entertainment, as you're pointing out. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably not based. I mean, the, yeah, it the, could be based on an injustice. In many cases, it might even be uh, innocent. Yeah, of course, it's, it's a piece of propaganda to make the public think that 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 justice has been served, and that the institutions function, and it's a religious kind yeah. of. Yeah, uh, like a role match. that the, the law court. Well, it's like an execution. It's like ropes. an execution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. It's the equivalent of that. But because we've been neutralised and domesticated, domesticated, uh, they couldn't actually have the lopping of the head off. That would be considered barbaric. Mm. So it has to be a more a subtle kind of emotional non-catharsis. It's a false catharsis. And and they have to keep. Uh, finding more cases, right? They have to keep making yeah. more shows. It's like a, it's like a yeah. long-running show uh, down in Shaftesbury Avenue, where they shafted, yeah. where someone gets shafted. Yeah, and the police keep continue to get well. The justice system and the servants of it, which is the police, uh, keep getting out or uh, whitewashed is a word, but you know, yeah. they, they, the more people find out that they can't trust the institutions. Because that puts them in an impossible position, because what do they do if they can't trust the institutions? Where do they send their kids? Where do they go to, you know, how do they go? To, you can't trust, you can't do anything if you don't trust the institutions. Um, they will receive the propaganda because it relieves the cognitive dissonance and lets them off the mm -hmm. hook. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. Yeah, I mean they, they need people to believe that they're doing good. People need to believe that someone's doing good. But as I have pointed out, uh, all of the good things that were uh, proposed by futurists when I w was growing up have not come to pass. The future has become worse as far as I'm concerned. But just coming just to kind of round off that point that what is different about today compared to yesteryear it's that the technology has created an ability to surveil, coerce, corral and control people and now is not, not only able to know what's, where a person is externally in the world, who they're associating with, to listen in on them, but it's now, technology has now got the ability and, is, and this is like the, the, the front of the wedge it's it now got now piercing people's skins and going through the cell wall mm -hmm. uh, that's just the beginning do you think i mean this is a this is central to conspiracy theory quote unquote um that the element of consent is necessary that you, if you have just oppressed people and forced them into measures, you don't have them in the same way. This is a metaphysical, well, spiritual. Well, what, we, what we see level, going on is, is what we see going on around the vaccine are news stories that are constructed like Christmas sales and Black Friday, which is an 
odd term. I mean, it's like, is it the plague, Black Plague Friday? Um, but this kind of there's a, there's an attempt to make a stampede. So it's like, oh, we might not have enough vaccines. Oh, the UK didn't send enough vaccine over to Europe. Um, oh, some doctors have given away a few drips that are left in the bottle. And and I was this actually came into my mind when I was waking up this morning that the number of times I've seen the image of the vaccine bottle in photographs with the vaccine clearly labeled on the front, seeing a syringe going in uh, and knowing that they're trying to extract every tiny little drop of this uh, ingredient as if it's some kind of delicious elixir of immortality that's going to save people. Um, and, uh, and so this whole idea that, that there's going this scarcity and there are cues and there are stories of someone flying across the country and, and pretending they're Native American so that they can get uh, vaccinated first because they have loads of money and it's so desirable to get vaccinated. They're trying to create this stampede, you know, which is to make people think, oh, I want mine. I don't want to be left out. I mean, I've won the lottery if I'm getting the vaccine. And But that's how a lot of things I'm sure you can see and have seen are sold to the public like this is really good for you yeah we've, we've been primed for decades with advertising mm. the art form of the 20th century as, as Marshall McLuhan called it and again there's an irony I think it's related to the TV violence can't harm you brainwash that most people think they're immune to the advertising mm. still oh. I think yeah, but I, re I, 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 I realised that I wasn't when I was a teenager because there was a silly jingle for a soft drink that was coming into the UK from America. And, I, and, they, and they said, you know, uh, the first time, the second time you try it, the third time you try it. And I thought, stupid advert. I'm never going to try it. And then one day I found I had it in my hand. And that's what the jingle said. You, you're, you know, you will have it in your hand. And and I was like, it's in my hand. And I remember when I became vegetarian as a teenager and I thought, and, and uh, I just had enough kind of pocket money to buy my own food and that. And, and I'd never tried a hamburger. And I kind of woke up, kind of woke up kind of thing. And I came out of the shop with this half eaten hamburger in my hand and I threw it in the trash can. I was like, I became a vegetarian a few days ago. What the hell am I doing? I was like in this daydream. So, so I, I know that advertising can be effective. I know it can be. And it really, something inside us, I think in, that, in those stories, something inside us has to wake up and tap us on the shoulder. We need some like higher power or some other part of our mind to, to say, you're going down the rabbit hole and you may never come out. What are you doing? And 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 so some for some of us, that voice of conscience or that voice of awakening or that voice of nature is speaking inside us. And it's that that I want to amplify and uh, in people and to secure their connection with that. And so that that's the first thing about the human energy field. This thing that some people I mean I, I I've always been aware and I think you've toned it down over the years 
but I've always been aware that you go for the hard and dark metaphor. You know, given a choice of metaphors, you know, you're going to go for pretty much the brutal one, right? So, um, so the so the thing is that this emphasis on that we're we're going into the dark spots, which is probably my own language and probably was very rough and readily chosen in the heat of the moment when talking, but it isn't that I, I want to point out to everyone that it isn't that we're going into dark spots because of some kind of dark fascination and obsession with the dark spots. It actually primarily isn't even about the dark spots. It's about all inclusiveness. It's about saying that whatever we think is dark, but is part of ourself and part of our human energy field, we're going to be all inclusive. I wrote today because you know, I'm scheduling this replay because a number of people have asked for it. So I'm now uh, figuring out about putting it online tomorrow evening, Thursday. And, and the funny thing is that one participant who we know, who posted on your blog, a few seconds later, post after I wrote to some of you about the time I was suggesting, wrote a few seconds later to say that they were proposing a meeting uh, which would uh, pretty much overlap with it. So that was a curious thing. Um, so anyway, but so um, I'm making the replay. What was my point about that? And and also um, looking at putting together uh, some meetings this weekend that anyone on my subscription list will receive the information so so there's the free it can be a free replay tomorrow and then they're going to be a free event and on saturday but i'm also considering doing like what we did before but i would try to move it after your wife's affinity group uh, if that works for her uh, but possibly having another small uh, kind of run uh, at at something on on friday uh, anyway it's not all confirmed yet, but in in the pipeline. I was going to say something about this. So what was I? Why why did why have I? You're talking about the dark metaphors. Oh yeah. Um, it has. Oh yeah. So so as I was um, preparing the replay thing, I I wrote a note on the top of it that went something like, uh, by by. By, sta by by facing the darkness we uh, we stand on the edge of the brightest light or we, we we become we see the brightest light and 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 for me um like i've been uh willfully uh allowing a vague awareness of darkness uh, uh i think i i know that it's out there but i have chosen and also because of what we're talking about, participants tend to want and need to want and emphasize that they want, they want goodness. And I, I actually support that approach that uh, secure some goodness. And I was talking about that earlier this year in the Sunday events, secure some goodness as your anchor, as your buoyancy before going towards darkness. But, and I say to people, don't do as I do because uh, what I do is I do tackle darkness, but not everyone can handle that. Um, I the energetics of darkness, um, the ner the darkness in people's nervous systems and in their physiological systems. I come into contact with that, and um, 
but for me to actually uh, actually look at what's going on with the, the covid data the the fogginess around it and the, the exaggerations um for me to look at that has just kind of given me a kind of a sharpness and a clarity so that i know that i'm not talking about only what i feel but i'm talking about what i find and 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 by and by talking about that and and getting some reactions like like i i i want to feel the reactions not because i want people it, it, it's never been some people accuse me of being unknowingly quite often rather than knowingly um but some people assume knowingly provocative all right i knew you were going to say that word it doesn't have to be an accusation actually. no no it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't i'm aware of that too um and uh but anyway but but they have uh but but i think in some cases it is uh like a accusation and sometimes it's like a question and sometimes it's just sometimes, sometimes it's just an observation uh which yeah. is great when it's just an observation I mean, you'd have to be provocative to be effective in to provoke but, goodness but is, as, is as i'm saying is that i'm not necessarily completely aware of it right? but the thing is yeah, that but it's but 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 the what point I want to make is though it doesn't exist for the sake of itself it's it's a diagnostic device in the same way that a doctor if trying to f uh, determine is has someone's lungs filled up with fluid they tap the lungs and they listen so they're using a provocation which is percussion to hear the feedback to make a determination and so uh, and also sometimes uh, a certain procedure can actually also be efficacious like massage when, when when massaging a person the masseuse is probing feeling detecting and correcting and provoking response a healing response from the body so so when i so when i when i'm working with people uh, i'm actually making certain things obvious to them too like when someone says I'm not upset by that. Oh yes, you are. You just don't. You just don't realize what your face is showing, right? I, I, I. Um, and and then, but of course, then I just say that I have to balance that with how much revelation a person can handle. Some people can't handle facing the fact that they're angry or sad or whatever emotion that they're having. So, again, it's like it has to be done gradually with some people till they get and they have to be fortified and strengthened to realize oh they have been carrying something for a long time and it now is time for them to let it go and they have the support and they have the motivation now to let it go so the, that you know that's kind of an insight into the complexity well, it could be um, i mean it could be a a way to understand the human energy field and how it interacts with itself because I think when I'm provocative, versus with brutal metaphors, and when you're provocative, um, hopefully all the time, but at least most of the time, s uh, something is being brought out of you by the other who's being provoked. So it's a mutually, at an unconscious level, at an instinctive level, and an energetic level, there's a mutual uh, agreement uh, to provoke and be provoked to resolve something it, to resolve a tension in, in, that exists in between the best in, two in, the, in the best possible relationship that would be the case um, the thing is that uh, people uh, don't always have 
or have an established um, safe secure uh, trusting rapport with each other and, and so I've seen it that over all these years with you too ever since I've met you and you know basically I don't think you're enlightened you know look at Mr Castanadas I mean you know Mr Castanias look at how big his balls are are your balls as big as Don Juan's so so um I um you know with everyone it's it's been a, a process of allowing trust to happen and this is why I say that uh, now our group is a is a, a rare or a, a, a unique place now of having a lot more trust and mutual affinity and, and likability and I've seen that it's so touching uh, deep authentic and effective in the men's group like I am surprised that the men's group is not some group of angry disenfranchised men railing on about how they are second class citizens and losing all the rights not at all i mean these guys are just brimming with love and and positivity and and uh, gender politics doesn't come into it no i don't think you can be that surprised well I, but the thing is that i i have seen well I think it of one of the guys go from someone who had been extremely hurt in relationships and has been recovering for years and now I'm seeing him becoming this balanced loving uh, inspiring supportive font of wisdom and knowledge and he always had it but it wasn't obvious because he was so much kind of licking his own wounds well, ever since I met my wife, she's pointed out it was astrology was her tool here, but it doesn't really matter how she arrived at the truth in this case, or in any case, uh, that I would find myself or my feet or mm. my core yeah. by bonding with other yeah. men, by being supported by other yeah. men. So, I mean, that is quite specific to me, but I also think it's quite universal as well. Yeah.
Well, you know, once uh, inadvertently, uh, because uh, one guy who was trying to cross the border didn't make it. I wonder who that was. Which shows how committed you were. <laughs> right? Um, well, I had to have a run-in with authority instead. Yes, yes. You, you came to a sticky end in a maple syrup farm. Um, and... Um, and uh, and another guy uh, who couldn't hack it, and and I realised now that he you know, that when he turned to me at the beginning of the retreat and said, "Dave, we're the only guys here," with this inane grin on his face, that it was actually a look of terror. I didn't I didn't realise. I thought it was a genuinely you know cheesy smile. So um, uh, so he left. And so inadvertently, I found myself for the first time in my life facilitating an all women's retreat, which was a huge eye opener. Uh, anyway, I'm just saying that because like, I'm really comfortable <laughs> in all groups. Uh, and, and as I, as I you know, have said one time, once I was in an all black religious group that that were making jokes against white people in my early days as a spiritual seeker and i was comfortable there hearing all the jokes about what i ostensibly represent so so i'm, I'm really i'm really comfortable in, I've, been, I've been in all kinds of places where where i should have felt threat and danger but i've been i've been i've been comfortable when, when i've chosen to be there at least yeah well, uh, my wife's group is often all women, actually, and, and I think it's specifically the Friday group, but certainly I've been on a number of ages where I was the only man, and I am also comfortable, but it is definitely different. Mm. Sure. There's, there's no denying sure. that. Well, for you, for you. And I'm sure that the groups are different as well. Of course they are. Definitely they are. I mean, I, I don't think you've got many football supporters in the Friday group. Well, speaking about trust, you're talking about how the human energy field um, sorts itself out. Mm. At this individual level, however illusory, there's a need to develop trust and rapport mm. to let the boundaries down and begin to merge, begin to recognise that we're not separate. It can be potentially terrifying. So most guys do have mother issues. I'm sorry to land on a cliche there, but they do. And I'm pretty... You once said I was like a Freudian case yeah. book study of, of the aeons yeah. right i proved yes <laughs> you were engineered uh, to prove uh, someone <laughs> in vienna you know already scripted your <laughs> life so so it is i mean i'm more aware of that in a group of women of my mother issues and i'm also aware of that 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 is um helpful to other men in a man's group to together recognize those issues and dissolve them, heal them, not necessarily by talking about them and certainly not by ranting and raving about them. But there was an early, the earliest stage of the men's group, as I think you heard, was a getting off the chest of our most shameful, I won't even say secrets because that's overloading it, but the things that we didn't want to talk about. And once that was done, but this is an example of the human energy field, I think, maybe, because it's not as though it's the same guys now. Mm. Maybe hardly any of them are the mm. same, but because a number of us did it, and that's the space that new ones are coming into, it's not like 
that's the initiation ritual. Oh, yeah. First time, okay, yeah. let's hear all your dirty secrets. Doesn't not at all like mm. that. It's done. Yeah. Some of us did it, and now it's done. That's for right. The it's called. I mean, that's kind of biblical as well, and that. But whether we we can put the Bible to the side, but it, you, a foundation was built. A certain kind of energetic foundation was built, and now those coming in come into the river at that point. And that that's what happened last weekend. Uh, as I say what people came into was an energy field and an intensity of content and focus and, and passion last weekend that would only uh, be uh, that retreat participants would experience. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mentioned Luke yesterday, didn't I? So I mentioned again that, that it's so remarkable to me that somebody uh, can come in the first time or the mm. second time, right in, you know, the full mm. flow and the intensity like that. And even that, they're presumably adding their own impetus to it. They've arrived at just the right time. They didn't need the preparation because, mm. the, well, however that works, but I think it's something that would be helpful for people to know that um, it's, this isn't, what it seems to be it's not like a college where you've got to brush up or you've got to learn the terms or the the, the moors or that it's nothing like that at all that um i don't actually know how to say what it is or what i'm trying to say but just that um those who do choose to participate it seems to me choose at just the right time and in a certain sense, the later they leave it, the better. But that's probably the wrong message because then it's saying, well, just there's no hurry. But yeah, ex ex I mean, ex is... except, of course, uh, there are other factors uh, going on uh, that, that because it's not about joining this when it's at its best. Um, it's actually uh, one. Uh, every person listening to this right now has only a few decades left in their physical body and to enjoy uh, living on this planet and to make possible corrections which, which are vital vital to be made uh, and um, and and aligned with that um, the human energy field needs our conscious energetic participation now and also uh, every human being needs to arrive at a place of balance and equanimity with inside themselves because shit's hitting the fan and there's so much disturbance in the energy field in the social energy field coming at people uh, and so one of the things that what these free events are offering is like a calm place for people to stock up to to see clearly and and to cope and and maybe that's why these events are being offered for free and we we have to run events where people support this work and and uh, financially because that's the way 
Babylon is created, but uh, but something more pressing than I would say than all of our usual daily distractions and transactions and businesses and and timetables something much more is going on i mean if as i say it is and i and, I, and i'm sure many people can feel it the human energy field exists and it is like a single organism and if it is becoming damaged by what happens here down on earth and what happens to the nature and what happens in people's <laughs> psyches if that yeah. is getting what damaged. What we do to our bodies. What we do with yeah. our bodies and we're let done That's to right, our because, because it, it's a two-way flow. But what's done to our bodies affects the en human energy field. What happens in the human energy field affects our bodies. Now, you and I don't have the wherewithal because we're not powerful and don't have di distribution networks. You and I can't go and save human beings from what's being done to them all right but we can affect the human energy field and and we live in both worlds we at this time we live in the physical world because we have physical bodies but we're also the life that is in our human bodies that spirit that energy is connected to one source and that source is being affected at, and I never use this expression ever but I will now you know, as above so below as below so above and and so my, my focus is on the place that we can affect that we can access that we can be involved in that can't be stopped at the, at the moment as far as i can see although uh, people are very much thwarted from connecting to that spiritual power they are distracted in their minds in their bodies in their emotions in their energy field they are so distracted and unable to focus on that this is why i taught the breathing and i taught it that it should happen when a person's waking up and hasn't uh, fully woken up and hasn't fully got out of bed and is very deeply relaxed because at that time for most people that is the best time and the best opportunity on a daily basis to be able to connect to the human energy field and so this is really a call for people to be involved in this and we've seen that when we started a few weeks ago the topic of blessing and, and, and just blessing everyone and blessing people who are difficult to bless and allowing blessings to go out we've seen that even before I even mentioned to people that uh, a week ago I was sending out blessings participants started to contact me saying they could not understand or explain how they were feeling so blessed and it was at the time that I was sending out these blessings because I had planned to put on an event two weekends ago and I didn't and I thought I'll announce that I'm sending out something and everyone can tune in and then I didn't even get round to announcing because I was so 
lost in the COVID divide data that I so I just sent it out. I thought, well, I'm just going to send it out, and and then I thought, and then I thought, oh, I can't even be bothered to tell people after the fact. But then people started writing me and saying, I, I felt so different. So when you said send it out there, you meant send out. Yeah, blessing. send out blessings, and but this is all this is all part of some kind of Olympic preparation that's been going on since the first meeting. Sunday meeting in January which has now become this the last weekend a Friday and a Saturday event as well this has all become some drive of the human energy field to to bring about something and, and in the first instance it's really bringing people into a conscious awareness of what it is so that this isn't a vague abstract concept that people aren't feeling and aren't connecting to like the human energy field, if it can break through the veil and reveal itself to people, then people will go, that's my source, that's my maker, uh, that's, that's where my home is and that's what, where I've come from and that's essentially uh, what I always need to stay connected to. Because that disassociation, in the term could be extended to include disassociated from the source, disassociated from nature, disassociated from our own original natures. It's not just a disassociation from certain things in the mind. Because for me anyway, disassociation, I think when a person is disassociated, it includes being out of touch with reality, but that also means being out of touch with feelings, being out of touch with sensations, being out of touch with perceptions, being out of touch with conscience and intuition, being out of touch with a sense of just rightness and and the ebbs and flows of, of everything that's around us. It's being it's being disassociated from what is, basically. Now, another thing that we spoke about yesterday was was that when you took the risk several years ago, you were pleased to find and and it's been highly beneficial for you and for everyone that your audience is comprised not only of people who are seeing the darkness in society and going through various emotions because of that or reactions or responses but your audience has a high number of people who are looking for, who are already immersed in, who are attuned to goodness. Yeah, and I and I think that that has become a very fruitful synergy and collaboration that has had this reciprocal benefits that has encouraged you and developed you because now the groups that you run are largely comprised of those people who who are and so and so your 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 groups are focused on this goodness and that has a very good counterbalancing effect for if people come in from the cold or come in from the darkness and are feeling quite frazzled and bedraggled and cold and wet when they come into a warm glowing healthy happy environment one of the online groups they quickly start to warm up 
and to become calm and to settle their nerves and that is the capacity of a group that's functioning well it has the capacity to become more inclusive which is the same thing that's happening in my own group work now that our group has reached a certain place of harmonious integration we're able to allow people in with far less preparation and assessment and conditions so like the replay that's going to happen is not going to have any conditions on it in the past it's like you know you, you shouldn't be, be, have done this and not done that and da, da, da. it's not really having any conditions you know, like the person doesn't have to have followed a particular regime or anything so that that's really that's it's controversially new and unprecedented in 20 years of my work because I've always been extremely careful about the energies of people coming in this is just a replay though but it but it's showing that the that the the doors are opening and you, you smile I know it's your smile when I say this is just a replay but I'm affected by people that come to the replay we're all affected by each other all of the time well, I was thinking about the difference between an MP3 and a replay, of course, besides that people can own it and pass it around, is that with a replay, everybody has to listen at the same time, right. so that would create a field, that's right. temporal that's field. That's right, that's right, it's a concentrated field. And if I ever have time, I'll, I'll make the replay, but you know, there's so many requests for so many events to be put into a replay form, and I'm always looking at do you mean MP3? Yeah, MP3 form. Uh, I'm always looking at the next event, and like it's like my motto would be uh, the next is best, <laughs> and fresh is best, or something like that. So, so um, because it's the real time interaction, and I've always been like this. And when I was first like that, someone close to me said, "You have to give people." advance notice so I would have meetings over here and I would announce it with less than 24 hours I would say that's it I'm having a group meeting let's all meet at this place in a hall somewhere and, and uh, so I was told you have to give them advice and I was like no it's it's I feel it it's happening now that's it they will turn up and people did turn up of course some people didn't get the memo and um, and on retreats uh, in the earliest retreats uh, I had got similar advice again you must tell people when they're having their meetings you must tell them what time they're going to meet and all get together they want to go for walks they want to canoe around the island you must tell them and I was like no it doesn't work like that and you know, that's like where I I kept without understanding and yes it's a rational argument to tell people to all arrive at the same place at the same time but I was following some invisible standard. I hadn't rationalized it out. I just had a resounding no to any coercion to do things differently. And, and I have followed this intuitive path, the way that I've done things, which doesn't always fit what people think is best. And mm -hmm. the human energy field is, is, is not the same as society. The human energy field doesn't follow the rules of language 
and and of human thinking or human condition thinking the human energy field can work and doesn't need social networking or media fortunately it's operating in a completely different way on another dimension and it's where we live and unless we experience it more we will forget our connection and we will lose contact with it as 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 a as a whole of humanity i mean some of us will stay connected to it and the thing is that if worse comes to the worst and the human race just becomes uh, a group of wandering zombies without any kind of spiritual connection and establishment in what they are uh, some of us will uh, at least have got to home base on the baseball diamond some of us will have got there at least we got there um, and uh, what happens though uh, after that when when the human race doesn't have a connection with its spirit anymore I don't know what happens after that um, maybe I'll, I'll get some insight into it in the future but the focus now anyway is getting everyone everyone back into the human energy field in a, in a clear connected and conscious way and that starts with those who show up and show commitment and as we've observed hang around and say things like you know the one person we, we spoke about earlier he who said uh, that he would never uh, be uh, able to sit through a four-hour meeting he'd be far too restless and was surprised uh, as a newcomer to my events to find himself captivated by something now that's a mysterious effect and I feel exactly the same thing and that may sound odd it may sound boastful but when I watch or listen to a replay of an event I'm captivated by something and I can't actually tell you what it is I can't I can't discern what it is I can't say oh, it's a certain way of talking or it's a certain way of looking it's something comes through during those events and and i would like to point out that it's not just me right an event is not just me i am one water molecule in a container of water that is coming to a rolling boil and the, the way that water boils is by the molecules bouncing off of each other in, with more and more rapid kinetic energy and that raises the temperature of the whole water mass so what's happening in a group event is that I'm conducting and channeling the energy the hopes the dreams and the wishes that are still inside human beings that have been around since the ancient of days and is now coming to a fever pitch coming to an urgency and saying now we really have to get motivated to save our connection to save our connection between human energy field and the body to save that connection and what we see happening around us all of this coercion lockdown wearing now three or four masks and uh, not being able to breathe simply because of wearing the mask not being able to suck in enough oxygen not being able to breathe out enough carbon dioxide 
having a wet, humid rag across our faces. That coercion, lockdown, face masks, receiving foreign, unknown, genetically modified organisms that are going deep into our cells and modifying our cells genetically, that all speaks of being detached from human uh, being detached from nature from life all of that are their interventions and unless a person has a spiritual sense and it's not belief they they they, they won't they won't consciously see and feel that and some people won't but you see some people do some people do and that that's the other projects of interest that I have at the moment is I want to know how many people out there see and feel uh, are affected by energies and energies of other people and energies of things that happen and things that are statements and proclamations and rules and laws and media and who feels what that is because they do and I I I would like to see a group of individuals coming together to discuss at that level and to share at that level what they perceive. This is the opening of our senses. I, I would like that to happen. It's necessary for it to happen. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing uh, to be in that place. Uh, and it's really helpful, of course, as I mentioned earlier, to know how to breathe in goodness and to ground that goodness inside our bodies so that we, our nervous system becomes calm, happy and pleased. That's absolutely necessary. And notice that I'm talking that happiness comes from what we've been given already by nature. Happiness is not coming uh, through a telephone screen or a TV screen or from a uh, synthetically made drug or through media or entertainment or through getting some rewards in some kind of social pecking order system happiness has already been supplied to us it's it's in fresh air pure water and in this other dimension that has been completely cut off now almost well not completely but but has been largely cut off in the last year, which is healthy social interaction, which has been degraded for for centuries. But this is what nature has provided and contact with animals too, and, and contact with trees and water and stars. All those things are what gives us true and true authentic, healthy, sustainable and lasting joy. It's those things. So the human energy field isn't some when people think they think of everything in isolation the human energy field is not something in isolation it's something that we all are but it's also connected to all of nature as well it, it's all interconnected and isolating and cutting things up and and specializing uh, can lead to not seeing the whole picture so i, I encourage people to use all of their senses which includes the sense of the energies of things to determine is this good for me is this bad for me did this raise my energy did this decrease my energy this is this is how to live and and to live better so well we're winding up now but of course you've 
brought up some thoughts in me, so I'm going to respond anyway. Uh, we can always cut it. Um, the, you're talking about people who are sensitive to energies and wanting to confer with them, wanting to recruit them even, uh, include them in this experience and um, in this project. And it occurred to me, well, while you were listening, because you were giving a bit of a speech there at the end, um, I, I found myself listening, and I, I do this, I have this tendency, listening as if I was the most skeptical person that I know. This is somebody in New York. And, uh, and then you talked about the sensitivity to energies, and I don't know if that person is or not, but then I was thinking of Jeff M.Q., who we've already mentioned, and he is. Um, but he's a very unlikely candidate. So two things I wanted to say in response. One was that um, the kind of people who are sensitive to energies, as you're putting it in, in, in those terms, are often the kind of people that, that aren't attracted to what you do superficially. They're the kind of people who aren't looking for spiritual teachers because they feel that they can follow their own intuitive sense. Right? Number one. Number two, that those people are often... Uh, Anomal anomalies, well they are anomalies actually by definition and what I observe, I guess it's particularly the people that, that I've introduced you to is that they are people who don't really feel like they belong in society but they also don't feel like they belong in a spiritual group and, and so they have this quality that you observed in Jeff McHugh which I also love observing, it's like watching a flower opening of discovering that they're not as anomalous as that they thought they were and that all of their self-doubts and their self-criticisms in a certain sense um, in a certain sense that's their qualifications if that makes sense that they they have enough discernment to doubt themselves and to to lead with their suspicions um, and that they're, they're all seeking an environment in which they will be able to flower. But there's nothing culturally that's offering that environment, including spiritual groups, because as we both agree, they're 99% counterfeit and run by false identities and so on. And it can't be named. The, the, this field, I was also wanting to say at the end as well that the human energy field in my felt sense is more than energy so I think it's well for me it's important to not confine it by the, the language to something that can be quantified and measurable and, and yeah, the, the field that we're seeking can't be named it can't be identified it can't be structured it can't be led uh, and we're already in it so what you're offering here and what I'm uh, offering or we're trying to assist something to come about uh, it's not not dependent on us it's, and it's not what it seems like uh, it's it's all undercover well i i very much trust and have been trusting for quite some time and living this way that because i don't really have any outreach you know you're, you're an outreach uh, but but myself i'm not invested in any outreach I don't solicit members. I only have a mailing list, and that's people who have found me and decided to subscribe to me. And it's been going on mm -hmm. for years. Uh, and so there's a few people that spread word of what I do by word of mouth. And you're probably uh, the biggest 
mouse out there and um and uh but so so i've been trusting that and last weekend was was uh, an example of that because i announced and had people turn up who who heard the announcement the first event they only had about three hours to register and the second event they had less than 24 hours to register and both events were very well attended in terms of numbers and quality of people so i've been very much trusting uh, all of this what i'm doing at the moment is that the human energy field wants it and by, by the way i also kind of uh wondered about the term human energy field as i was about to write it in the last 24 hours and i almost wrote human life force field and i don't know if that is a better term and, 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 and or if there is a better term but i almost wrote that but just the hef of course is more easier to has say hazard then health, yeah, health, even... health or health <laughs> human life force field hef yeah. yeah well even human life field yeah yeah covers the basis i think yeah but so yeah, it doesn't have a vowel in it well that's right as i mean it's, it's, it's more difficult you have to you have to imagine it but um, like ancient Hebrew um, mm. but that's also one participation that people can do I mean they can participate amongst themselves and come up with expressions for it and and realize that we're all pointing to and living in the same field but I've been very much trusting uh, my whole work really has been and when I run an event that the field which I often call the enlightenment transmission that that field is going to organize people is going to uh, cause them to come along uh, is going to deliver experiences to them is going to put words in my mouth and suggest experiential exercises that we're going to do together and is going to take care of people after the event as well and all there's plenty of evidence that all of that is accomplished and fulfilled so um, so, 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 I, I am um, less uh, involved in and 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 less interested, um, and even sometimes avoiding, um, like putting a message out there, in a way. But I do see that what we're doing this. Uh, chat because I, I had suggested it to you uh, I oh, and you had actually no 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 we both suggested to each no, other I, I suggested it was on my mind it was on my mind yeah I suggested conferring and you suggested turning it into a podcast yeah. and it turned out that the four hour thing was just for me yeah. because uh, yeah, convenient how very convenient yeah. <laughs> so um, but uh, and for you of course yeah well I mean it, it kind of got to this this chat so um but but yeah i, I thought that uh, some of your listeners who who missed the event and signed up late for the event and wanted to come to the event and want to come to the replay and would like yeah, another one opportunity. of them who's a regular guy i really love and trust i i tried to encourage him and he emailed me after all this oh so do you think i'd like david shana then 
two minutes after the Saturday yeah. event has already started. Sure, sure. Right. So talk about being hard to get. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, this is, so this yeah. is the thing. I, I'm letting nature uh, show us who wants to show up. And this is the thing. I don't believe in chasing after hard to get people or getting involved in their kind of monkey mind tricks where oh that thank you that you just remind me of the last thing i thought i had it was the lost sheep i was thinking that that's a that's a better more natural analogy for the darkest point is is the lost yeah. sheep who probably is in some dark place uh, yeah and those are the people that we you, you want to bring in essentially are the people who well, we are do. anomalies well, who don't well, fit well, well we do if they if if they if they if they uh have enough wherewithal and trust to come out of that dark place and to come into the light uh but uh, i don't see that necessarily exactly as the darkest spot thing but but I, but it's a good uh, talking point uh and um i'm realizing i have to come to a close in a few minutes but um me too yeah but um what was I going to say about that um we exist for them and you know we we have had you know we have some participants who are extreme who have been extremely shy and um have social difficulties because of whatever is going on inside them and but they have expressed the sweetest nectar that when when they exactly. start to sing and to speak and to to paint and to open up uh what they have been what has been maturing inside them and maybe because it is so delicate as well and hasn't like 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 the beautiful swan that was considered an ugly duckling it's just been misplaced yeah. and misrecognized yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that it, that how does the shepherd find the lost sheep? And my uh, my focus, uh, and I'm not saying it should be anyone else's, but my focus is on making sure that there's a bright light and a warm uh, kind of in, in, inviting glow coming out from the place where the sheep are taken in for the night. That's me. That's the human energy field. Uh, the shepherd going out shouting out on the mountains uh if that works great but i can see that in some cases uh chasing after people um especially because uh, well it, it, it can put some people off as you know and some people actually uh, they're kind of decoys they're they're wolves in sheep's clothing in a way and i don't mean that uh in a in a disparaging way but what i mean is that at this time uh, they're not coming in they're not coming in and if we focus on them no matter how beautiful the wolves are managing to look grandma um, then actually the the people who are ready to come in we don't pay attention to them so I so so the events really are it's like first come first served I'm not excluding people I'm not promoting people I'm not reserving spaces for people those people who turn up on zoom and 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 have a stable connection are there from the beginning they will they get into the event and even my longest term participants once the the quota caps because it's an internet quote and not my own once the quota caps on zoom uh that's it the only way anyone can get in is if someone inadvertently drops out
but that's it so so I, I i really am just making it open to everyone no conditions it's not based on seniority uh, uh how well someone knows me uh whether they pay for events normally it's not based on any of that it just, it's just i amazing. think there's one condition isn't well there the, yeah the, well, the condition is no one turns up intoxicated and and, uh, and ideally when they know they're coming to the event they stop all intoxic all intoxications and substances immediately and some have expressed um, not attrition but the realisation that when they they didn't observe that principle they, they regretted it, they really felt that it did detract yes. from their experience That's right. as recently as That's recently. right, and that person who came on Sunday, I would have been happy for them uh, as a person to come to the Friday and Saturday events but you know, they, they put their hand up to me and, and said, you know, uh, that they'd taken something and uh, I discussed, well, will it wear off by Sunday? And I didn't bother to promote uh, Friday and Saturday events to them. I, I thought that, you know, they, they have to go th through that learning curve, but they can come to the replay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, I have a session coming up now, so... I have to tango. I've got a, I've got a brake light to fix. Okay. All right. Adios then, amigo. be a regular liminalist this week uh, a couple of days after this one Saturday or Sunday if I can get to it with all of the excitement that's going on right now uh, it will be for those who've gone through the play will only in its entirety the full length one but I will also share hmm, highlights or an excerpt, maybe a long excerpt even from that podcast so you get to have your cake and eat it or not have your cake and don't eat it the choice is yours once again David Shana replay Thursday night the 25th that's uh, Europe time it'll be Thursday morning or afternoon in the US um, and uh, free David Shana events open tour on Saturday.